project. It's funny because last week when we were doing that video for the Elmer Fudd hats, he was like, or no, we were doing the the Bills one. He's like, project, and I'm like, really? You're gonna tell me to project? I I, I feel as though I when I told you to be louder. I I no, feel, you you did. You were like, there's there's a wabbit. We're in a field. You're not going to hear Wesley Wabbits. No, you're right. I mean, in that one, it made sense. Uh, generally, though, I feel like I am far too loud uh, than other people. No, you're loud. Oh, thanks. <laughs> I can't tell. <laughs> that kind of felt like a shot, but, I mean, I'll, uh, I'll accept it. If anything, I'll accept it as a compliment. Except on the days where you're in a mood, and then I'm like... Oh, oh no! Is Andrew mad at me? Well, it can't be. It can't be very many Mondays because the Bills are doing fantastic. Uh, it, no, yeah, you know you're right. Uh, unless they're playing Monday night, and then it's just I'm. It's a bunch of I'm. I'm a ball of anxious energy. I are was, they doing a Monday night this year? No, I think they're done for night games. I don't know. No, no, they're not. They have a Thursday night game, and I believe they uh, may have. I believe they may have a Monday night game or a Sunday or another Sunday night game. And then, I mean, the other thing though is that we've got, um, you know, they're gonna they're gonna play the Dolphins again, yeah. Uh, yeah, in December. But it's it's a flex game. Who who are you a fan of? Cowboys. Oh, interesting. Yeah. And, and the only reason that is is when I was a kid. This so this will show my age. Is that Tom Landry was on like every single weekend, kind of like they are now. They're Who's on that? Exactly. <laughs> that, that that's like why I'm a Dolphin fan because my dad my dad grew up around here. Well, he he was from the city and he moved up here when he was like 12 and he loved the Cowboys because they were on TV every time every weekend just like a, there's a lot of Braves fans all over the world yeah like, and my mom was like oh that Tom Landry guy he's a sharp dresser he had the hat and no emotion yeah Danny White yeah Tony Dorsett Drew Pearson so this is telling me I'm eight nine years old at the time right and that they were on TV all the time mm-hmm. so now kids all the time who's on TV every weekend right? Joe it's, Buck well, yeah. <laughs> the Cowboys almost are on every weekend, no matter what. Right. They're like must-see TV. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because they're a train wreck some weekends. Well, but that that's what I say about the way they limit the 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 availability of games for people. I, th- I think it's ludicrous because... Like I, I want. I'm a Yankee fan because I get to watch the Yankees all the time. As a kid, I was watching the Yankees all the time. Right. And there's a lot of people that are Braves fans because they're on TBS every, every day. day, every single day in the summer. You put on the Braves. Like even I would, as a kid, would watch the Braves games. I didn't like the Braves because you know '95 and '96. But what sport are we talking about? Is this tennis? The- <laughs> <laughs> but no, but like like the availability to be able to watch things, I think is huge. And like I, I think they they reach for the TV dollars or like what what by limiting people and like ex- making it exclusive. Here's the thing, though. I think they know that people are going to watch football regardless. Oh no, there's definitely like a <laughs> so uh, it's just like like a, like a like a fuck what you, you gonna do fuck you. You're gonna you're gonna watch it or not, and we make enough money without getting the kids involved. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Without getting the kids involved. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, um, no, I, I, I do think it's weird. It would be nice if it was more... Like, for a, for a long stretch of time, the Bills weren't really ever on TV. They're the only New York team. I'm, <laughs> it, but it's that is literally... The, I mean, I, I know I say that jokingly, um, but it, it is literally the truth. They are the only team 
that play is in New York, mm-hmm. and you're not going to put them on TV? Like, Around like, here, no. Yeah. You're like the, the Patriots? Patriots you're going to get the Patriots are three and a half. You get the Jets three and a half. Giants three and a half hours away. Right, right. Bills are five hours away. You don't even get that with the Sabres. You think about the Sabres. NHL. Hold up. Oh, don't Hold get up. my dad started. Are you a Sabres fan? By default. But I'm That's real, fine. But I'm really a Devils fan. What? How, how can you be a Devils fan? How, why? Right. Because of the River Rats. The River Rats, one. And two, the company I work for, we built the Devils Arena down in Proven- uh, Prudential Center down in Newark. So, okay. Uh, the company built the Prudential Center. Now, yeah. Paul. Um, th- okay, so, hey, what I wish introduction. Say, right, exactly. Welcome to Liquid People. My name's, my name's Joshua. Your Alexander. name's Joshua. Are you about to say my name? I was about to, because that's what you do. I was, I was copying your intro. Anyways, this is Liquid People. Paul, this is the thing we do. We I just press record, um, and then we just kind of... I, I, for some reason, I kind of like the more natural flow of a conversation. Conversation, but of course, then I interject and be like, "Oh, by the way, we got to do an introduction." Yeah. Uh, anyways, welcome everyone. My name is Andrew Beam here with Josh White. Uh, Josh has his own microphone this time too. Uh, oh, that's great. Which is nice, I can right? Actually, talk. Yeah, there's three of us, uh, which is nice. Uh, but Hold, welcome to another bite episode. My tongue until I can interject <laughs> and interrupt you. Uh, welcome to another episode of Liquid People. All shit, thirty-one of you. I think we just go by uh, multiples of seven. Is where we're kind of at. I mean, or I not, no, 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 that doesn't make sense. 35, 35. Ooh, now, to a podcast. now I'm, now I'm going to get yelled at yeah. because my math was terribly off. Um, who I'm talking, we're actually here with Paul Loomis, who is the who controller. Sorry. Well, I know he, he, he deals with finances. So, yeah. uh, he is the controller, uh, for Gilbane building company. Uh, if I, if I you got, it got right. that correct, it's my day job. Yeah. And then also is the head coach. And uh, well, I mean, you're, uh, is, what would a be the title with the roundabout runners yeah, club? So I founded the roundabout runners probably like five founded. years ago. Yeah. Right. And we started with youth and we rolled into adults. So uh, you running. started with youth. Yeah. Okay. I didn't yeah, know that. That's yeah, awesome. So that, that, that's really the, and really where it came from is I got three small kids that loved to run and they didn't have any place to go. Mm. So in 2017, they were on a club and that club kind of disbanded. Yeah, yeah. Uh, out of Boston Spa. So why not do something myself? I love organizing stuff, so why okay. not do that? And so we started with probably 10 or 15 kids and every Monday and Thursday night, I've got 50 to 60 kids running cross-country or track. That's awesome. Yeah, so then I started seeing... I won't get into too many details until we start talking a little bit uh, <laughs> about beer running, right? Right, right. But I was seeing on Strava this fitness app that a lot of yep. runners and you know skiers, thing bikers, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. A lot of my friends were running in Malta and Saratoga, but they were running by themselves. Yeah, right. Why not start organizing coffee runs and, mm. and things like that a couple of days a week? Then we started copying other people half beer after run. Yeah. So now we got like this full running organization. It's really cool and so and, and well, a social club. All right, may as well because I mean we, we started because I was gonna I, was, I had a different first question. But I'll keep going. You want it? You yeah. Let's flow. All right, you want to just do it then? Yeah. All right, fine. So going though with uh, with with Gilbane uh, Building, um, you and Turner Construction Company partnering with. And I didn't realize this. This is this is me being an idiot. I should have put two and two together. Yeah. You're working with Thurman Thomas's construction group, 34 Group, to build the new Bill Stadium. How stoked are you about that? Oh, it's it's fantastic. It's a once in a lifetime building, right? You're, are, wait, are you being genuine? Yeah. Really? Okay. Cool. Yeah. I mean, you, how often are you going to build an build an NFL NFL stadium in our lifetime, right? And be part of it. That is kind of wild. And, and you know, it's one of those things that the people in Western New York. Not just them, but here on on our side of the state, to say that's New York's team, right? New York's we, only team, right? Yeah, right. And they're, <laughs> 
and and you know what? These stadiums last 30, 40 years, right? So I'm going to be long gone by the time that rolls around, or I'm going to be not. We're, we're Wait, not alive? We help. Oh, I mean, I'm fifty. I'm fifty. I'll be fifty-one this year. So, you know, if we're building a new stadium, I'm going to be long gone and not involved. Are you hoping to be long gone? Like I just my no, my no, grandmother no, no. just passed. She got to ninety. I'm like, I don't want to be alive anymore. What yeah. are we doing? But if you think about it, you know, you got the this, the Meadowlands Stadium that was just yeah. built. Yeah. So how how often are we going to be in upstate New York having another NFL stadium being built? My, and, right. and I was talking about my dad before with the Cowboys. And then he switched to the Dolphins because he was in Miami in the 70s and he was a contractor and construction worker and, and he did like a couple weeks of work on Joe Robbie Stadium when it was being like yeah. built and he has like the tag and I thought it was so cool as a kid that like my dad actually kind of well built, he kind of built it he, I mean, part of it. he did like offices but <laughs> yeah but still he's yeah. part of it right like he got to go he got to build an nfl stadium yeah. it was so cool oh that's so, really cool i didn't know that yeah, that's that's why i went off of it and we were just talking about that's nhl fair. right we were talking about the devils and yeah. i was involved with the devil stadium down in newark which is pretty cool right it is the prudential prudential center, prudential correct? center. it's been 15 years you know i have a yeah. sweatshirt i have hard hats it, yeah. i mean you people were crazy saying you're gonna build, move people out of the meadowlands to build a you know, a hockey rink. Nobody will come. Nobody will come. They still get fifteen, twenty thousand people at these at these games. These stadiums, whether it's hockey, basketball, football, bring people together and make you a part of your city, and that's your culture. Right? You go to Buffalo, and you everybody you're wearing your Bills, right. your Bills jersey, right? Every yeah. Sunday, they're wearing Bills stuff every day of the week. Yeah, yeah. Right. I, I will say though, and being a Bills fan who has gone to, and I'm still going to say it, the Ralph. Uh, <laughs> I know it's Highmark now, but like going going to the Ralph, I love that stadium. I, I and I don't know. I know it's structurally like unstable. Yeah, <laughs> it's kind of where it's, it's an at old right stadium, now. Right? It's very old, and, and this is something I, I will I will put sort of a marker here, saying I know this can be edited out. I know there was controversy around how this came about. For sure. Um, every stadium is like that, no matter what. I mean, what I will say, though, is that I am stoked, though, that it is staying in Orchard Park. I know people wanted it downtown. I understand why you wanted it in downtown. Um, but I am happy that it's staying in Orchard Park. But so, I will say that I do enjoy the feel of being there for some reason. It's just like... It just feels like more of a community vibe than being like, say, in at, at Meadowlands for MetLife Stadium for the Giants, where you're just you're like you're just surrounded by highway. So, so the Buffalo Stadium is not actually in Buffalo, though. Just I mean, like Orchard the, Park is like a what is it? A suburb well, of, so is, of, of so Buffalo. Are, so are the Meadowlands. Right, I hear you. Boom. Different state of though. New Jersey, a different state. It is still anyway. Uh, We're getting deep into. It's still into goddamn into Buffalo. Football. It's like it, well, it's like Clifton Park is a suburb of Albany. Like it's still we're still in the actually. So that Queensbury Christmas tree thing. Yeah. Uh, Jimmy Fallon or whoever was like, oh, so, uh, so it's coming from the suburbs, and I'm like, not. Are, are we the suburbs of? Yeah. I live in Queensbury. Am yeah. I the suburbs of New York City? Yeah, right. right. Well, no, not New York City. That's certainly not the case. <laughs> so um, from the suburbs. I think the that's city. Westchester. Uh, but no, <laughs> but what I do like though is that it is staying in Orchard Park, um, and that there's not going to be a dome. I'm actually very excited about yeah. that. Yeah. Is that a weird thing? I don't know. Not at all. No. Right. I mean, it makes that's, sense. That's think about it this way. You're a Dolphins fan, right? Controversies. The Bills go down Those there, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Where are they sitting? They're sitting on them where the sun is, and was, it's hot, and they're melting. People were so right? mad about that. Like, why? So guess I'm, what? The, I'm guess still. What, guess what's going to happen? In still the, hot about up it. Up in Orchard Park in a couple of years. What are you going to be doing? You're going to be sitting on the cold side, and the wind's going to be blowing, right? Yeah. 
I mean, that's what you guys are going to be doing in December, too. However, uh, actually, I called home field advantage. <laughs> yeah, right? It's going to be 70. It's 70 right now. <laughs> about to open that bay door. Um, but no, that's a really cool opportunity that you guys are going to be able to do that. Um, I'm, I, I did see the look of it. It looks cool. It'll look cooler when the Rolling Stones are able to play there again, or maybe, I don't know. I think they'll tour again, but, uh, you know, so it, it, it is, it's going to be, it's got a very cool look to it. I saw those renderings. I mean, are you, what, I mean, you knew what that looked like beforehand, right? Like you saw that before There's that was released to the so public. There's many different versions of it from, right. you know, years and years of planning and things like that. You know, we can't really talk a lot about it, but it's For sure. just what we have out there right now. It's just a, it's a great partnership between the Bills, you know, and the county and the state uh, making this thing happen. You know, this is Buffalo. This is New York State. Right. Now, you would think. Now, yeah. you're working with Thurman Thomas, though. I mean, we were talking a little bit before we got on here. Yeah, for sure. How has that been? He's such an energetic dude. He's so stoked about, him you know, Buffalo. Buffalo. I'm sorry? Uh, him and Jim Kelly. Him, Jim and Kelly, yeah, for right? sure. You think about what where we look at that playoff game, right? Did they get that crowd hyped when they were there dancing, being part of the crowd? I was, I was there. Right? I was hyped. I was like, yes, there is no other place I'd rather be in right here and right Four now. Four years of Super Bowls. Yeah. Do you think these guys want this team to to get back there and win one, right? Thurman is lives in Buffalo. His he's got a, his businesses in Buffalo. He's a great down to earth guy. Yeah, you know, text him, he texts right back, call. Great family man. Great, just overall great partner to be with. Now you you now again. I know we said. I guess we can say off mic. Uh, you had mentioned you did have an interaction with Thurman where okay. he pressed you a little bit on oh, your yeah. on your fandom. Yeah, he's like, hey. You know, you're being awful quiet. <laughs> and I'm like, well, I'm a Cowboys fan. He's like, oh, that's cool, that's cool. And I, you know, want to talk to him about those Super Bowl games against right. my Cowboys, you know, back my Cowboys. Like, I have, I have a piece in them. You know, back in the 90s. We all do. Right? <laughs> we remember it. Yeah. You know? So. When I, when I was 10 to 12 years old, I went to the Aviation Mall, also in Queensbury. It is. And, do you live uh, in Queensbury? I do. Okay. Yeah, well, I'm. Growing up in the Berg, <laughs> and uh, Bob Greasy was sign of the '72 Dolphins mm-hmm. was, team. Right. was signing autographs in the Aviation Mall. Back when malls were awesome, it would be sad if that's what he was doing now. My dad, my dad brought me there. Yeah, and he uh, he's like, like I, I go meet him, and and I'm v- very quiet. Because I don't know what to say. I'm intimidated. He's like a Hall of Fame quarterback, and and I just say hi, and then my dad goes, "Tell him that the Bills suck." Ooh. Okay. <laughs> you know, it's really funny. I was actually listening to the Cover One Buffalo podcast, and they were just like, "Listen, the Patriots are fine, the Jets are fine. Like they're like now, just because they're oh, not they're sure. not good, oh. but they're like fucking nope. We don't hate anyone more than the Dolphins right now. So it's." It's just, yeah. it's really funny. I don't care about the AFC East except for, like, fuck the Patriots. Like, it's, yeah, yeah, fuck them. Um, but, yeah, so, so obviously, let's talk about liquid. Paul, you're, 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 you're much more than, than obviously being, well, actually, there's one more question I want to ask yeah, you. And I used to be a reporter covering, obviously, different municipalities. And the, and the title of comptroller, controller. Yeah. What exactly is the difference, oh, or is there any? Well, they're 
I guess there is. Is there a succinct like kind of answer to I it? Or? I look at myself as a money guy. I don't go by my title per se, but you, for know, sure. you get a comp controller that might be like more of a public agency or something like okay. that. For me as a controller, it's a title I have at the company. I basically have an awesome team of project accountants that do the day-to-day stuff, and I'm uh-huh. responsible for everything financially for our construction company in upstate. And there's 20 of us across the company and across the world that basically manage our finances for Gilbane, but we're all local. So, yeah. you know, you look at talking about an announcement of the bills between yeah. us and Turner and 34 Group, all of us are going to be living in Buffalo and upstate New York. <laughs> we'll bring minute. in some experts that have built these stadiums yeah. across the world and stuff like that. But the fun thing is, is like I work for a big company that's got a lot of resources to build a hospital, to build the Homewood Suites here in Saratoga, the convention center down in Albany, stuff like that. I love my job. Yeah. And then and we can talk about, you know, when we roll into about the running club and stuff, Mm -hmm. you know, getting involved in town, you know, getting Mm -hmm. involved here in Malta. I've been involved with everything going on here. You're part of the Saratoga County Chamber. I am a board member of the Chamber of Commerce. Mm -hmm. I used to be the president of the Business Association here in Malta for three or four years. I've been on the county planning board. I've been on the economic development. And I don't like patting myself on the back, but I love getting involved in the community, and my company lets me do that. Right? Yeah. So I should take you seriously? Nah, you don't <laughs> have to. Nah, I just, you know, the funny thing is, is like I was really involved with stuff back in the day. Cause yeah. You know, and that's my kids. I got three kids, and they're all runners, right? We'll talk yeah. about, about that. You know, when they were younger and stuff like that, before they were involved with different things with school and stuff like that, I wanted to know everything that was going on in the town of Malta, especially with what's going on with Global and everything that's getting built on Route 9 and everything like that. And I wanted to make a big play with that. Yeah, fair enough. Um, And, you know, to this day, I still kind of want to know. So I still have, like, once a week, try to get together with somebody and just talk about what's going on in the world around here. Yeah, fair enough. And I don't think you get to... You know your position at your company, or your your wh- where you are, without being the go getter you are, which is like I'm gonna start this, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna do that, I'm gonna make the 5K, 10K, like I'm, yeah, gonna, yeah. I'm gonna lead that, I'm gonna That's I'm gonna favorite. do that, like th- this is like wh- which is wh- what's exciting about having you on here is like you you take charge on on doing things like that, which is very exciting. And and it's the funny thing is you talk about that. And what I initially wanted to do is I want to make stuff better around here, right? I want to pe- bring people into Malta for the race. And we can talk about, you know, the races. This was 13 years, right? In the year 13. Malta 5K? Malta 5K and 10K. 10K, yes. Yeah. You got to remember, you got to get those people that are doing six miles. Exactly, yeah. Miles, I was right? going to do that this year, and then I literally – <laughs> You know, with my my wife and I were, were you know looking at houses and stuff like that. We we were very busy I got bad at the time. knees. I uh, sure. That's my um, yeah, no, that's that's it. Um, but I just remember like that we had a lot a lot of stuff going on that day, and I was talking about how I need to do the five k and then or I was going to do the ten k, and she's like, well, and she was like hemming and hawing, and I was like, all right, the five k, and then she was like, I was like, she was like, okay, and then it was like, do you do you have to do that? And I was like, I I guess I don't. Like it was, yeah. It, it's you can't forget about though the 10k runners. I think I'm going to do the 10k for the turkey trot. It's 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 a haul. It's a bit of a haul. Well, our, there's only a select few of 10ks in the area. That's 6.2 miles for you non-runners and beer drinkers. Um, there's only a certain amount of 10ks in the in the capital region. And mm. we're so when the runners are listening to this, they'll say, you know that that Paul. What do you talk about? There's a lot of certification. What certification means right. is that we've nailed down a course that's exactly 6.2 miles. So when you sh- 
put your toe on the line and you go to the finish line. It's not 6.1. It's not 6.3. Right. It's 6.2. Yeah. And there's only five in the area. So people are going to come here because they want to get yeah. that official time on their resume. If I was really yeah. fast, I think it'd be fun to like do zigzags and be like, I ran a little longer than everybody too. Oh, and that's okay. This is why you don't run. That, and that's okay. <laughs> and your, your, watch, your watch will tell you that and you'll be like, oh, Paul, I just ran 6.6 miles. What are you talking about? Right? <laughs> so, uh, so as you said, you're the, you're the founder, uh, or as we know, you're the founder of the uh, Roundabout Runners Club. Um, obviously you guys, uh, well, now, I, I had a different question, not realizing that um, it started with kids. Uh, but, yeah, I know with, with the adults, you do start and finish here sometimes. Uh, so I guess what I – to kind of modify it, you mentioned that the reason why you kind of started it was, uh, you know, your kids were runners. They didn't have a place to really do it, which actually kind of blows my mind seeing the area in which we're in. Right, right, right. Which would, I feel like has trails everywhere. There's I feel like there's tracks everywhere. Yep. Like. So what do you mean by like they didn't have a place to run? Is it more that it wasn't an organized? It wasn't thing? organized, okay. right? So you, you look at you know kids from the ages of like seven to fourteen, okay, and we're really looking at the younger kids. And how old are your kids? If you don't mind me asking. Well, when they, now they're ten, fourteen, and eighteen. Okay. So they're all four years apart. Right. So this goes back when Megan, my middle one, was was seven. She okay. loved running. Uh, you know, my middle, my oldest, Katie, she's like, eh, I don't really want to run. And then Adam was too young. I mean, he, when she was seven, he was like three, right? He can't run. My kids are running. I mean, he runs, he's a year old. He's, it's not keeping him on the, on the path or a trail or right. on a track or anything <laughs> try, like that. Try right? to keep him on yeah. something, yeah. So, Megan, I was, uh, I never ran in college. I never ran in high school. I just like doing it to keep myself in shape. Okay, right? I'm going to have to cross that off my list. <laughs> So I would I would go out I'd go out every weekend and try to run five k's ten k's, and then Megan was like, "Daddy, what are you doing? I want to go with you." So we would run in the neighborhood, and then all of a sudden I'm like, "Hey, you want to do a three k? You want to do a five k? You want to do something with me?" And she would love doing it. She would run thirty one minutes. She'd run twenty eight minutes for five k, and she'd be getting blank. She'd win her age group mm-hmm. for young kids. Yeah, and she started getting faster and trying to keep up with me, and and her time just kept getting lower and lower and lower, and she you know. Here we are, 10 years old. She's running a 22.30 for a 5K, which is enormously fast for a 9, yeah, 10-year-old. Yeah, yeah. Um, so when she was 7, I found this uh, running group called Spa City Runners. They're based out of Boston Spa. Yep. And that was her introduction to organized running. When I say organized running, um, they have practices. They have structured, you know, to help you with your form and everything like that. There was only four of those types of clubs in the capital region. They were all like Del Mar, Averill Park, all over the place. Right, right. Nothing really in Saratoga County. You had community centers doing, you know, fun runs and schools doing stuff like that. That's wild to me, though, just seeing how involved this area is in sports. I mean, I grew up going to Shen, and I just was like... (laughs) Sorry. Anyway. um, Yeah, I get it. I didn't like it either. (laughs) I just... No, I know it's it's Shen has that. I listen. I come from why, a place of privilege. Why does it have that? Because uh, it's like so incredibly white. Like it is like, it's it's literally like the whitest place. I feel like you could really be in. I'm from Warrensburg. And yeah, but like but no burgers. But there's just something no about. Burgers. It's also like too where there's like a point of privilege. I think that comes with being in Clifton. I, there's just something about Clifton Park I, that has was, like I, I think prestigious said, and stuck up a little a, bit. There's a lot of people that just have said like. Shen. It's also because it's fucking massive. It is. It is so big. It's a compound. Like it it is. And listen, here's the thing though. I know I make fun of it, 
I gained a lot from it. There's no We're doubt about it. Now. I know it's I fell from grace, but like it's <laughs> it's 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 no it's it is it is a great place to have a family. There's no, no doubt about it. It is like and honestly, this region too, like not like Malta, Half Moon, like all like the whole area is is a great place to have. A so family, Andrew but. and I were talking before. I was a quasi controller down in Florida, and I didn't want to live in Florida. Whoa, 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 whoa! Don't flex too much now. What I said, quasi You're flexing pretty hard. I, I said quasi. <laughs> Not an accountant. <laughs> so you want me to control what? <laughs> Money? Con- oh wait, that's that's I'm not the con- word. <laughs> controller. Uh, I mean, I had a boss controller who was really the controller. Oh, okay. But I was a a controller. You held. You dealt with finance. I controlled things. Right. Sure. I mean, I controlled it hard. Good. I don't know where you're going. With this. Anyways, can, where were you talking? Anyway, about? it's <laughs> a great place to live. I I left that job to move back home in this area because it is yeah. it's wonderful it's wonderful it's a wonderful area to have kids but i it's striking to me though that like knowing with this area in sports really in general in organized sports that running wasn't a focus yeah so you know they, they my oldest ended up joining and then my my younger one when he was seven joined but the club itself the spot city runners kind of fizzled out a little bit right okay and people move on and you know as Clubs come, people start it, and they get different interests and stuff like that. And the organizer, she kind of wanted to do more individual training for running, specialized things like that, which left a void for us here in, in Malta and Boston Spa. Okay. So it came in at a time where um, the organization that ran the Malta 5K at the time didn't want to be part of it anymore. Is there a reason why? Eh, it was just a combination of things. It really took a life of its own. It, yeah. it, it was really under the business association here in Malta, and I was running the whole thing, and it became too big. Right. When I say it became too big, is, is it was started off at, in 2010, 2011, something like that. Yeah. That it was a nice event to you know raise some money for the vets and stuff like that. Right. And, you know, you have 100, 200 people, but it started taking a life of its own. More people uh-huh. started coming and stuff like that, and I was coming off the board. And as I was coming off the board of that, it means I had really no association with the with the organization that was technically involved with that. So, and you wanted to be though. Oh my God, I did. Yeah. There's no way you wanted it to go away when you have yeah. hundreds and hundreds of people coming to raise money for 9/11. Yeah. You don't want to see that go away just because the organization doesn't want to do it. So I made a deal with them to take the event over. At the same time, I created the Roundabout Runners Club, which is at the time I was going for a 501c3. Mm-hmm. You know, and we are a 501c3, which is fantastic because I can raise money. I can, you know, get grants and things like that. For sure. So at the same time as the race was sliding into from that organization, I was also creating the running club for the kids at all. And, mm-hmm. you know, at the same time with no money, I was on my own. Yeah. Started networking with a lot of people, trying to get the kids to come back because you go from one club to another and be, a lot of them were like, okay, we're done. So we ended up going from like, <laughs> 40 or 50 kids in that club down to 10 or 15. Right. And then he had to rebrand the race, different logo, different who's managing it, everything. So in the fall of 2017, I had like no life putting the paperwork together, trying to get it incorporated as the 501c3, making sure that our title sponsor, who's global, was believing in me and not the association that was running the event to come with me to still have the event. Right, right. right. And then also try to recruit and still have programs for the kids, right? Yeah. And luckily, we're here today. The yeah. event for the road race 
still getting 700 people that come, still raising $30,000 a year for the race. Now I'm able to have a trail race, which we had a couple weeks ago. Oh. I'm having a, the Malta Mile. So we have like an umbrella of races that we can do to raise money like here locally and still have the three seasons of running for the kids. So was it, it was 700 this year at the five? It was just about five? a hair under seven, just a that's, tick that's under pretty seven. Big. You know, and the biggest event, the biggest attendance was in 2014. So we go back like eight years ago. We yeah. had 770 people run the 5K alone. And that's really where the running high was like. Everybody wanted to do a 5K. That was like the thing. So you have to diversify because you know you're going to crash oh, at yeah. some point. There's yeah. a million 5Ks. People can go out. They run the three miles and everything like that. But what makes you different, right? So what do we say what makes kind of like us different? Well, you get to run the 5K. You get to run on Global's property for about a Which mile. is kind of wild. It I, I, when I did it in 2021, I was like, I, I was a little bit in awe. I was like, oh, shit, this is what it looks it's like. It's really here. <laughs> It's a no, big factory in yeah, the middle of the I've forest. heard about this place. I, I, every, I, almost every day I drive a little bit past it, and I'm like, what's, what's in there? There's 3,000 people that work there. Dude, it's, really it's kind of a cool building. It's crazy. It's a nutty-looking building. It's fun. It's, you but, know, so that was our, that, you know, you could look back at that. That was our kind of thing. It was gimmicky, a little bit like that. But you have to have a gimmick, though, yeah, to get people drawn totally in. totally do. So in 2017, we looked at it, and we wanted to be like a championship race, we'll say, right? Right. We have a very flat course, and it's very fun for the, like, the serious runners, right? And it's fine. We brought, brought them in, and we had some great times and stuff like that. But again, what makes you different? Mm-hmm. Participa- participation started going down. Talk to Global. How can we get more people? Because they want it to succeed as well. Get right. Back to the EMS. So if yeah. attendance is going down, your sponsorship might go down. You may not have many as many people attending in eyes. So we said, well, let's use the whole tech park and do a separate race and do the 10K. Yeah. So when we did that, we got our levels back up to 700. Our nice. goal at the end of the day is we want to have 1,000 people come back there. For sure. So we started reinventing ourselves, starting to do different things. And we'll kind of talk a little bit about this, too, is, is that Unified, the last two years here, we've done awesome in having a post-race party after that. Dude, put, it's Put the bib nutty. on it, and we bring people here, you know, having food, having yeah. drinks, and having that post-race party. And, you know, that's reinventing yourself and having something to look forward to so you're just not going home. I was here last I, – I, I, so I participated, obviously, last year, uh, 2021. And I remember because I came to the bar – and I was having a beer and I wasn't scheduled to work. I was wearing sandals and I just saw the rush of people come in and I saw it was Erica and Sarah Lopez, uh, who used to work here behind the bar. And I was like, Oh shit. And I hop behind the bar with him because there were so many people coming in. And so I guess that kind of leads me into the next question though, that I wanted to ask you was, and, and I know I, I, we did a, a funny reel about this with uh, Brian Nasser, who's our local Sockney rep. Um, that connection between run clubs and breweries. Like, I know, obviously, it's that common interest, right? People who love beer but also like to run. And, you know, the way Brian kind of explained it was, well, you know, you burn off some calories, and why not gain some of those calories back by drinking a couple beers? You know, that's, that's fun and all. But, like, I, I, I'm curious, though, it's like – is that it? Is that just the end-all, be-all kind of answer to it? Or is there something more uh, that... Just, yeah, I mean, it's the socialization. Right. Of, you know, we're going to come here, we're going to meet. We haven't been able to do it. You know, 2020, everything got shut down. Right, right. Um, and then we start going, okay, what are we going to do? 
Yeah. You know, and, and yeah. we want to be able to go out, get some exercise on a Wednesday night. Yeah. Instagram, social media. Yeah. That post that yeah. we're here having a drink after and make you feel like you're missing out on something. Right. Right. So I love seeing 20, 30 people here, you know, and it's not new. This is going on all. It's everywhere. It's yeah. Everywhere, right? I live in I lived in Troy. They they had one there, oh, yeah, too. They still yeah. Do, yeah. They got the Collar City Runners. They yeah. Do the same thing. And then Shane has his group with the Clifton Park. Clifton Park yeah. Yeah. You know, they're here once a month. Right. Yep. And so what we end up doing is, is I'm I like to be here in Malta. I live here in Malta. The mm-hmm. Roundabout Runners were based in Malta. So when Shane right. says that, you know, we're going to go to different places around, which is cool. We want to stay within our area here in Malta. So, right. you know, during the summer, we got a great bike pass right outside here. We got sure. Luther Forest. We got stuff going on around the tech park and around the town. It's safe to run, too. So why not get together after work, go out for a run, come back, and then sit here for an hour or two and just socialize and talk about different races we're going to do. It really happens. What are you going to do? Sit around, have a water, and, you know, get in our car and go home? Why not? That's you know, the just, responsible thing, I guess. Yeah, but. I guess. Yeah, <laughs> you know? Well, no, for sure. And uh, what is kind of cool, though, is that, I mean, did you, I mean, are these all people that knew each other before? Because it kind of really seems like know. it creates, like, a fun little community yeah. where it's like, now I know these people, too. Like, being behind the bar, like, in, didn't meet all these people. Um yeah, it, it seems like it creates connections, too. It's not just about the exercising or the beer. It's Now it's just like, now you're meeting new people. Now you have these friends that you're 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 connecting with yeah, all the run, time. And running is just like so non, you know, comp- it's competitive, but it's not like overly like softball or soccer or something like that where you don't like somebody. You just go out and go for a run and come back. And there's people that sit at a table and you, they, they're introducing themselves. They right. see they have a different race shirt that they did. Hey, you did the stockadeathon. Yeah. You, did, you know, a turkey trot or something like that. And you yeah. start talking about it. So it's very, um, running is a very social community, even with the kids. Yeah. You know, the kids get along so well and they just, lo- they support each other. And, you know, when you see you have a roundabout runner shirt on or you have a Clifton Park beer runner shirt on or something like that and be like, hey, where are you running? Yeah. And stuff like that. So. You know, it just builds that camaraderie and stuff like that. And, and it's cool that, you know, I live, I told you, I walked over here. Yeah. You know, so I can come here and have a great partnership with you guys to say, you know, you're going to be part of the race or the trail race or something like that to bring people in. Also, it's an economic boom, too. If you're bringing 20 or 30 people to an event on a Saturday afternoon that come back here and have beers or maybe 100 people after yeah. the race, right? But if we can do a Wednesday night run where people come here after work, maybe they don't even run. Maybe they come here anyways just to hang out with their spouse or something like that. You know, so there's real no science to it. I'd love to go for a run and then have a beer and socialize because I may not be able to do anything on the weekend because of kids' events or something traveling or something like that. So and then having this great patio out here and the nice weather. Yeah, yeah. better, you know. Well, it's, I always, I always like, kind of always made a comment too because you were like the one guy where like you put, you put, you put the cash down. And you're like, I'm out. Like the one, the one beer. I'm like, Paul, come on, what, we're not gonna hang. Like well, Wednesday nights with my forty five. We got a lot of shit going on. <laughs> no, no, exactly, exactly. No, I look I, at my I watch and I'm like, okay, it's seven o'clock. I gotta get home. I got stuff, but I got a whole bunch of people that are gonna stick here till eight exactly. or nine o'clock till yeah. closing time. I mean, the one thing though that uh, I did want to ask though is, you know. It is nice because, yeah, like you said, it, it, it creates these communities, which is one of the questions I was going to ask you is how important is it to build these communities? But it just sort of seems it's um, a natural thing that just happens uh, with people getting together because, like, you're right. It's 
it's not really competitive. It's not like you against someone else, really. It's because for you though, like, so one of the questions I was going to ask you, like, did you run in high school or college? But no, you, nah. for you, you literally just did it as a thing to just to be able to exercise, to be to able to, shape, yeah. right, to to keep in shape. Um, I mean, so. Is it something that you were always doing, or was there a time where it just was something that started? I mean, yeah, for I you, mean, when did the interest begin? Well, it's funny because I was an, and I do the air quotes that so y'all can't see. It. Right, so right. When I was in high school, I played soccer, basketball, as short yep. as I am, and then baseball. And then when it tailed off, I'm like, you know, kids get born, things like that. You look right. at yourself in picturing. I'm like, oh, what happened? Like, to oh you? shit, what happened? Right. Yeah. No, right. I'm there now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So I ended up starting to do like cross training and different things at different gyms. I was going to different places involved Mm -hmm. in the YMCA here in Malta. I was Mm -hmm. on the board. I wanted to go to the gym. I wanted to do stuff. But you know, one of the things was, is I loved the running part of it. I was always, I felt like I was a kid. I was always good at spraying and stuff like that. Right. But I, I went to a small school in Stillwater. You talk about Shen. You're the huge school. Stillwater. Far too big. You know, 70, 80, 90 people at our graduating class, right? Nothing. We didn't have. That's just like a footnote for us, I feel like, at Shen, yeah. yeah. Mine was 52. (laughs) Yeah, 700. Anyway. Yeah, we didn't have that. But you know what I love doing is, is like, I signed up for, you know, everybody's like, oh, I did a turkey trot. Oh, I did the, you know, first night run, things like that. It became. Like, I wanted to do that more. I was getting in the running high and stuff like that. So my kids were still young. They weren't doing it. So I was doing it for me. I was running 5Ks. And I wanted to get better. I wanted to get faster. And I started, you know, saying, this is good. I'd, I'd see make a lot of networking friends and different things like that at different races I was going to. And I'd be part of the Saratoga Striders. They're another running club up in Saratoga. Mm-hmm. Right? And they've been around for a long time. But they were never doing really a lot down in Malta. So that right. also became where I had a lot of friends that lived here in Malta. And I'd see them on, like I said before, on Strava. Mm-hmm. They're out running in the morning. And I'm like, dude, why don't we all get together and run in the morning? Right, right. 5.15 yeah, I've been seeing those posts. <laughs> like, fuck that. Like, I get up, I, getting up at 6.30 for my kid, I'm like, dude, you couldn't have gone a little later? Like. <laughs> And you know what the great thing is, is like you have a lot of people that are that have a lot of common interests that you you got to get back by six, six fifteen to get your kids out the door to get the bus by seven. Yeah. And that's everyone's on the same page. That's the only time you get to go. And at the time we started all of our our runs at Wired. Which was right here, and, they, and yeah. Marty and his team did an awesome job opening up for us. Yeah, and we'd go in, we'd take our picture, and that's the whole thing. People want to get their picture taken. They want to be on social media. They I want to show look how crazy we are. Don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, I don't ever. I hate I it. No, I mean we do social media here, and that makes me think like we should, we should get the team, the gang together, and take a picture. You know, like we, we just like we just caught an interception. Like we're just taking pics. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so I am him. Before COVID, before COVID, you know, we talk about COVID and the shutdown and stuff yeah. like that. So in 2019, there'd be mornings that we'd have 20, 30 people. Yeah. You know, and then Wired moved out. What other coffee shops do you have? You have Dunkin' Donuts. You have Starbucks. So we started going to, like, Stewart's. Yep. We Sticking with the kind of local places. We ended up going down to Stewart's, down in Luther Forest, you know, down at the boulevard. Not really in town. And we still were getting 20 or 30 people right. showing up at 515. People wanted that camaraderie even that early in the morning, which was cool. I also feel like, too, people were like, uh, it did feel like people were getting very much into exercising <laughs> like yeah. during during the pandemic. As much as we were drinking, uh, it was also like a lot of people were starting to, you know, fuck, I need to. 
I have a lot of this kind of pent up energy. I need to kind of get it out. Well, you know what happened too is, is like, unfortunately, a lot of people were working from at home, so they didn't need to get up that early in the morning. So our kind right. of attendance kind of went down a little bit. Now, you know, now on our, on our early morning runs, we'll still get ten to fifteen people that show up. Mm-hmm. You know, and we still do that Instagram posts and stuff like that. Yep. But you know what? The Wednesday night runs, like I was talking to Shane, is like we'll always be here on Malta for our runs. Sometimes we'll go down to different places and partner up on different things that for are sure. going on. For sure. But it comes back to I want to I want to see somebody. I want to go on our trails, right? Yeah. So the other night we ran on our trails. We ended up doing a couple miles on our trails in Luther Forest. We had our trail run, or we'll do the typical loop around right. Luther Forest. So we'll go up, you know, run on the bike paths and stuff like that. People like doing that. They look forward to seeing people. Yeah. You know. No, go ahead. I was going to ask, like, do you, is the camaraderie element, is it the camaraderie element of, like, getting together afterwards and having a beer and, and hanging, or is it that running with people keeps you inspired both. to keep running? Oh, it's total both. If you can com- combine the both of them, just having that, you know, I'll see you tomorrow night. Yeah. You know, if we're running in the morning, maybe we say, oh, here's, here's a reminder. And you get to see somebody you may not be able to see at different at different things but we see them here and sometimes it's a lot of networking too obviously you know people are talking about you know helping us on the trails right. and, and volunteering and things like that it's just you you get to hang out with people that you enjoy that have a lot of common interests and stuff like that no better way than doing that over a beer after yeah. work right and so kind of going to beer then um with uh, you know obviously you guys you guys try and visit different places and there are more popping up you know it's like it's obviously us there's unified there's there is active ingredient there's now you know there's single cut there's speckle pig you know there's all of these different places watching that in terms of like organizing this and then having that sort of beer after i mean for you what do you think it's like kind of having these all these different breweries pop up and being able to have a different location um is that does that add more interest for people of being able to have a different location or it's funny you say that because when we get together in January of every year, we try to get together and plan what we're going to do for the year. For does, does it work to go to Starbucks and go to Twisted Bagel on Tuesdays and Thursdays? Do you guys like that? Do you think it's a – and everybody says, oh, no, that's fine, but I really – I'm not going to go in and have a coffee. I just want to go home and do my thing. That's the new COVID thing. <laughs> so this year we said we're going to have it at one location up until the race. We want to have a focused – we're going to Unified every single weekend. Mm-hmm. It becomes consistent. We're going to go to Unified. Then after the race, we're like, hey, you know what would be cool? Let's go and partner with the beer runners with Clifton Park. Right. They may have more people down at exit 10, but I don't want to go any further south. Right, and, right. And it also I mean, it gets a little, yeah. Like, what do you do? Hang right? out with people in Latham? Like, what's that about? <laughs> exactly, right? So, and it also becomes safety-wise, too. Where are yeah. you running? Right here, we're all on bike paths. There's, it's relatively safe. Yeah, yeah. Bike paths in the park. You got bike paths all around here in Malta. We create great routes. What happens in the winter when we come here? Those bike paths are completely covered. Right, in snow and right, ice. right. So we go across the street. We run through the neighborhoods and and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. You're not going to have that at exit ten. You know, maybe they'll plow on Jonesville Road and right. stuff like that. It's a bit tougher in there. Yeah. yeah. So you know the the if you have the consistent brand where you're going to be the same place every week, it it works well. So people just in their brain they just drive right here to Unified, right? Right, right. And so sometimes they're like, oh, you know, there's only. Ten, there's only five or six people that may show up on a certain Wednesday night. So our group, we have like a group text message, you know, yeah. from our 25 or 30 members. So we don't have a huge 
paid member organization. We get a lot of people that just show up. That's For sure. Hey, we post to Instagram, they show up, and they have somebody to run with. But if we know that we're going to be late, I'll text Shane where you're going to be at. So we want to make sure that we partner with other organizations. We partner with the Striders. They do yeah. stuff out of Saratoga. So we'll say, hey, why don't we go up to Saratoga and we'll mix it up. So it's all about effort. trying to make it a little different. Yeah, try to do something different. Keep you know, keep people active and and yeah. see different people. And I also use that to recruit other people to come here and run with us too, right? For sure. You know, I don't want to <laughs> steal membership. I mean, our, membersh- <laughs> our membership's twenty five or thirty dollars a year. It's not a big deal. I didn't. So there's a paid membership. We do. Oh, really? Yeah, okay. Yeah. And you know, the funny thing is, is like, so I'm wearing. You guys can't see this, but I'm wearing like a t-shirt and a I'll jacket. Take a picture. Yeah, so what, so we should, right? That's the thing we should keep doing. Got to be on social media. People want to see, you know. Yeah, I'm, I'm see what you're missing out. Or, or else Andrew's gonna like have to stalk your Facebook and like pick a picture. So we end this up. This is accurate. We <laughs> what we, we end up doing is, is I we just like to have people like join for the couple bucks so I can get your email address and I can email you and tell you what's going right. on. I do an email every Wednesday night. I sit down and like, okay, here's where we're gonna run for this week, right. and here's what races we're going up. Like we talk about doing a turkey. You know, where should we meet so we can get everybody with our logo on and stuff like that. So this year, I'm going to do the Round Lake Turkey Trot. Oh, no way. I didn't know Round Lake had a turkey yeah, trot. I mean, right? I, I live in Troy. I both runs with Troy right. area, but. Well, you know, and every year we kind of mix Don't it up a little. little bit. You know, there's one in Saratoga, and the dailies do a fantastic job. And they actually donated money a couple years ago to the Kids Club because oh, right, that's right their mission okay. is to give to youth sports. Right. And then Patrick down at the turkey trot in Troy, we did a couple of theirs. But you know what? what's cool is the Round Lake one, there's no – they don't charge you to do it. It's laid back. You show up at 9 o'clock, you do a couple loops around town, and you donate money to the food bank, and they bring money to either the Malta Community Center or someplace close to them. That means right. something like to Is the Is that library. Thanksgiving morning? It is, yeah. So last year we ended up bringing in this, you know, maybe 20 or 30 people, their kids and friends and family and stuff like that. So that's kind of like the cool thing about it is it's like, yeah, you know, I didn't really, it's not competitive, they're not timing it, but we just show up and have a good time. Yeah. And I don't cool. want to sound like a radio DJ here, but I want to promo, hey, come out to the uh, the Round Lake Turkey Trot. With the, They'll be very happy that you did that. That's a really lame uh, radio voice attempt. You can do I, I can better. Do. You can, we've heard it, you can do better. <coughs> Oh, you're going to do it. All right. Do you want me to do it? No, no, no. Go ahead. Well, hey, everybody. Yeah. Come oh, out. Well, well, no, no, no. I wasn't saying, like, I wasn't saying, like, drive time, like, wacky, goofy, sort cool. of, like. Drive time is what sells. Oh, fair. All right. Well, hey, hey, hey. We're here with Paul Loomis. <laughs> and if on Thanksgiving morning, come out and run you, like a turkey. You trailed off. I did. Well, It, it could have been better. Um, I, the Larry David came out. <laughs> Yeah, the Larry, the Larry when, David. When, when Erica texted me last night, like, you remind me of Larry David. I'm like, oh, shit. For some uh, reason, I kept reading it as Larry Wilmore, which is totally a different person. Totally, totally different, person. different person. Also um, neurotic, but definitely. Yeah, yeah, right, right, right. Um, so <laughs> I, the other thing that I'm kind of curious about that with you, Paul, is, I mean, we're talking about running in beer. Yeah. But focusing more on the beer part. And it's a thing that I ask a lot of the people that come on here, but... You as someone who isn't necessarily within the beer industry, obviously you guys go to the different breweries and ha- what have you. Um, for you, what has sort of your journey in beer looked like? Oh, because obviously we're journey. going to like, obviously, yeah. yeah. 
Is it, uh, did we have a joke about the word journey? Yeah, we yeah, did. Yours. It was you. When I said the word journey, it, it is. Steve it is. It is. Reference by any chance? No. I'm sorry. Steve Perry it, reference? It's not. <laughs> no. <laughs> we, we did one with uh, Mike and Steph from Mohawk Tap Room, and uh, we were talking. We about did make fun of you for that. Our yeah. Path in beer, and I said, well, for lack of a better word, my journey. And they're like, did you just say journey? And like I, I knew, I knew it's a bad Don't word. Don't stop it's believing. A weird. I mean, anyways, I'm just gonna ignore the fact that the, we made fun the of you for that. This guy keeps on turning, and I'm gonna, <laughs> and I'm going to use, use anyway, that that term. Um, but no, but I mean, for for you with beer though, I mean, wh- wh- what were you drinking, and what kind of led you more into craft beer? I guess <laughs> you know where where did sort of that transition I into? I love telling this story. So do you? Okay, yeah, perfect. All right, yeah, nailed so, it. No, this 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 will bring back you know my college days, right? In college days, you think of PBRs, you think of Jenny, you think of you know all those cheap beers, right? Exclusively Keystone Light in my college Not, at Plattsburgh, yeah. but yeah. So the funny thing is, is like, so I went to Siena. And I lived in Waterville, but my buddies and I used to go over to Homes and Watson over in Troy. They're not open anymore. They are sure not. No, it's McAddy's yeah. now. Yeah. So they used to have, you go over and you try 60 beers and you get a t-shirt. Yep. And that's when I started going from, wow, there's other different types of beers. So we get to try different types of beers. I mean, there was good ones that you remember and you hope you, you know, remember those and you want to find them. And then there were some really piss poor ones. Like well, uh, a... A Cave Creek chili beer that had a chili in the beer. Never gonna have that again. <laughs> what what uh, what year are we talking? Oh, um, well, I age myself, so this would yeah, be. I don't want to date wow, you. Wow, you just no, you did that well, specifically. I don't, I don't, honestly, I don't this would be ninety three or ninety four. Wow. Alright. So you had a, and I think I still have it, like in my basement. You have like a sheet, and you write down, and they stick like. Almost like a Stewart's Milk yeah. Club card. They punch yeah. it, right? It's like so when you get a growler, Phil. Oh, we're going to punch your card. Yeah. Now well, you get a free like one. She, she bought milk and syrup. She goes, did you know they had a club? I'm like, yeah. <laughs> so I got this T-shirt, right? Which was like, I don't know, maybe cost them like 10 bucks to do that I spent like, you know, $600, $700 on, you know, these 60 beers in a year. I did it twice. In a year. Oh. So it was like our thing was overachiever. You know, pe- uh, exactly. Well, people at Sienna, you know, Sienna would go to different, you know, local towny bars and stuff like that. Now we were going to Troy because we wanted to have dinner and beers. And I wasn't like uppity by beer by any means, but it really crafted my way of like how I enjoy not drinking, you know, your typical beer that you rent. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. It's <laughs> great. I mean, so I, I mean, do, I, I, is there a beer style in particular, though? I think we kind of talked about we it. We kind of talked. Is there one? Is there one that you gravitate towards? Maybe it's always. This is my favorite type of year. I love yeah. Oktoberfest. Yeah. I love holiday type of beers with the nutmeg and the. Ladies and gentlemen, he is drinking a like, seasonality. You know, kind of that. I'm just waiting for Unified to come out with a Roundabout Red. I mean, Amber uh, Roundabout ooh. Amber beer. You know. <laughs> That's actually not. It's not a terrible idea, so honestly, because we've talked about. So I had written down in my notes, uh, like. The let, let, let's bring up in the next meeting uh, with Jeff and Erica. Like, maybe we do like a roundabout runner thing. Yeah, I was thinking roundabouters. I already, I already looked. The uh, it's not taken on untapped. So, what do you think about a red ale? What does Jeff think about a red ale? That's a good question. Yeah. That's that's that that is that is the end all be all question. Is what does Jeff think about a red ale? Jeff, we're just, asking the question. Well, if we want, if the we want a bunch of, we just do alliteration with like. The, the roundabout runners ragtime 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 okay 
Roundabout Runners Ragtime Red Ale. I no, feel no, like no, you no, could no, just not, do not, no. Say if we don't do red, like the red. Oh, if we don't do red. Oh, so you're saying like, listen, if we yeah, throw, throw if we did a red ale, yeah. we wouldn't have to use the word ragtime. I think that is actually how you sell it. <laughs> if we if we if we if we don't if we don't if we don't do a red ale, we have to use the word ragtime. It's up to we you. Need another R. <laughs> it's got to flow, right? It's got to flow. And so we need an R. You know, the, the, you talk about you know I did Holmes and Watson and stuff like that. So I yeah. look I look at our kitchen a, at home, mm-hmm. and my wife and I we have like all of our drinking is uh, glassware is all pint glasses. Okay, all over the place. You know, we would go to brewery and we'd buy a T-shirt, but we'd have pint glasses. So here we are. You know, I'm 50 years old. I was getting these pint glasses when I was probably like in my mid 20s. Mm-hmm. Pete's Wicked Ale. Pete's wow. Red, yep. Pete's Winter. Yep. I met Pete. I met Pete at a beer like expo down at the Times Union Center, MVP, Nick Baca Arena. It was actually Pete. Wow, you, you skipped over Times Union Center. You skipped yeah, over whatever Pepsi. You, yeah, wow, Pepsi right. Arena, everything like that. That was like one of, it was really cool at the time. The Knickerbocker. Pete's, yeah, it was crazy. I remember, I loved it when it was called the Knickerbocker. Just saying the word Knickerbocker just gives me, you know, I wish I'm much the, happier I wish now. the Knicks were called the Knickerbockers. <laughs> I thought they were. Well, they technically, but just like what does that word mean, by the way? What is a Knickerbocker? Yeah, what is a Knickerbocker? Good question. I'll, I'll look it up. Yeah, all right. We're going to take a sw- slight break. <laughs> Yo, it's literally pants. Are you fucking kidding me? I don't know if I like... Oh, my God, dude. It's literally pants. These are some weird-ass pants. Do no, but it's literally pants? pants. So the basketball team is named after pants? <laughs> Wait, hold on. So Vagabond Knickerbockers. Wait. Women's. So Wikipedia. <laughs> Knickerbockers clothing. And Yo, Knickerbockers a, look like some wild-ass pants. italics at the top before the main article. For women's underwear called knickers in British English, see panties. Are you looking at these pictures? I have not yet. Is it that? I, oh, yeah. No, this no, is the I most common. It, wow. Wow. I feel like if you were a genie, you would wear knickerbockers. Paul's back, and we have a big. <laughs> what, a, what did I miss? I we do now you, learned. So, what do you know what a knickerbocker is? Uh, I don't. They're pants. I, yeah. Oh, I really They're thought they're fucking I, pants. I really thought knickerbocker was a uh, a, a type of person. Like you could a, get like corduroy. Like the Yankees. You could get corduroy. You could get linen. You could get. Spandex so should I Knickerbockers. Change the name of the club to the Roundabout Knickerbockers. I'm well, here's the thing: is that if I if 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 I were a genie, right? Not right. Okay. Just Halloween put, was a couple days ago. Put yourself. Put yourself. No, it doesn't have to be Halloween. Um, it could just be in a Disney movie. Apparently, I would probably. Apparently, I'd be wearing Knickerbockers. If, if I or, had, if I if, if I could get a wish and I could wear a quote as Wikipedia says, fancy dress item. Yeah, or if I was just like, if I was Aaron Rodgers, and I was consistently doing ayahuasca, and I was in the woods doing yoga, it seems I would be wearing knickerbockers. But you know, some of those throwback Green Bay Packers jerseys, he's kind of looking like he is in knickers. (sighs) It literally says in the in paragraph four of the intro on Wikipedia that you're required. baseball, Baseball players historically wore stylized forms of knickerbockers. Although pants have become less baggy in recent decades. Yeah, no, everything's skin tight now. There is Not leaving no imagination whatsoever to what's happening. I was watching the World Series last night, and this dude... Uh, what's that? Huh? 
It's a it's it's, okay. It's a baseball competition. This dude, he's got he's got the the uh, the blouse. It's a baseball competition. Unbuttoned like three <laughs> buttons deep. Not three, three, buttons deep. three buttons deep. Mm. And that's aggressive. Full beard, mm-hmm. and I'm like, this guy. Was he wearing knickerbockers? He's got, well, technically, I guess, yeah. <laughs> baseball, baseball, baseball players historically wore styles and knickerbockers. Yeah. Uh, so, but, so anyway, so you met Pete. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so there I was. I met the bearded guy in the flannel. Right. And, uh, yeah. Are you saying that's what typical people? <laughs> was he wearing? He was wearing. I have a postcard. Was he wearing he knickerbockers? No, yeah. he wasn't. It was like a lumberjack. So the you know and, and you talk about you know kind of the running and beer and stuff like that. So one of the most famous road races around here is the Boilermaker, in right? You know yep. that's a Saranac Brewery and stuff like that. And that was the whole hey finish fifteen uh, k or nine point three miles and you have a Saranac beer at the end, right? Yeah, and that that was pretty cool. But it's also Sunday morning at nine o'clock and it's probably right. like ninety degrees out, right? Right. It's nice. Oh, I got a beer. Yeah. Right. Um. So kind of also circling back to is you know every time we go traveling or something like that family stuff like that we always look for kind of that brewery brew pub with food and different types of beer to try yeah you know we've got this place up in new hampshire we go to called flying goose we got a place in maine that we always go to sebago great Mm -hmm. brewery okay and that kind of crafted to what we like Mm -hmm. you know um so it's always been part of our lives i'm not not bashing any generic, you know, Bud Light or Coors Light or anything like that. Yeah. But that, that drives my, you know, you open my fridge right now. It's got can four pack of cans of, from Unified sitting in there. Yeah. You know, and, and we're trying to, to support local breweries and, and having something different. It kind of sounds like you're you're more of like kind of a malt forward type, a type of guy a little bit. A little bit, yeah. That's you want a little dunkel? So I'm going to circle back, and you guys will love this, because yes. it also circles back to the club and the race. At 1 o'clock, I'm doing my virtual check presentation for this year's race with Global Foundries. We're supposed to do it in person. Ah, uh, yeah. But we're recording it over Teams today, so we can present Microsoft it to, Teams. Nice yeah, thing. I know. It kind of stinks that we're not doing it in person. <laughs> yeah. Veterans Day is next Friday. Yeah. And, of course, on Friday, people, you know, people don't stick around. They don't want to be, you know, they want to get going and moving. Or work. For sure. They're not in work. So we're doing it over a Teams meeting. So um, where am I going at? So circling back, mm-hmm. the race, big fundraising event. So I'll tell you guys, we're, we raised $30,000. Oh, wow. Sure. Yeah. That's huge. It is huge. That's a huge. That's actually a really big number. Not, there's not there's a lot, lot of, of races. Money. There's not a lot of races like for one, you know, for an hour event, hour and a half event. Yeah. You can raise that much money. Sponsors, participants, you know, stuff like that. And he's a CPA, so I believe. I right? yeah. not a CPA. You're not a CPA. I'm a I, 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 I don't do public or, accounting. That's a certified public accountant. Uh, I do not do taxes or audit. No way. <laughs> but but you know you know numbers and I and I'm you're good okay with numbers. I would hope you're okay with numbers. Jeez. How's your Excel game? Uh, it's on point. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Well, um, I mean, Paul, thank you so much for doing this. I mean, I know, I know. obviously, like you said, you got you got some things to get to. But, yeah, I, I know I, we dropped the ball before <laughs> the multi 5K, 10K where we didn't get this done. But I'm glad you still were able to come on and talk about this because – 
your familiar face in the tap room, and I, I love the and, fact and that and there's the gang. I'm sorry, the gang too. What gang? The roundabout runners gang. Oh right, yeah, no, no, fair enough. I'm sorry, I wasn't thinking. Okay, uh, yeah, no, but obviously very familiar face with with the what? We'll start listing people. Yeah, no, go ahead. <laughs> Anyway, uh, no, thank no, no, you, thank your, you so you're much. Your patrons, hold on. Yeah, <laughs> Joe V. One of the, one of those, yeah, one of the, one of those, uh, like, oh, fuck, I forgot that guy. <laughs> well, Paul, thank you so much though for for joining us with this. It was lovely talking with you because I mean, yeah, I mean, it's one of those things where it's just like seeing all these running clubs pop up and stuff like that. It's it's kind of fun to just ask the reason why, which it does feel like an obvious answer, but still, it's. It, it still just feels like everything comes down to the word community. That's it. Uh, in a lot of ways. So, uh, yeah. yeah so we want to support those local companies, too, that, you know, give back to the community. I mean, yeah. Unified, I'll give a shameless plug, has been fantastic, not just on the race, but also when we come in here, taking care of our folks, making sure we feel welcome and stuff like that. And that's the whole thing, too. It's like, hey, there's the runners, so, you know, and we, yeah. and, and we feel like part of this business, right? We want to make sure that we're supporting local businesses. You're and stuff a like huge that. part of us. Yeah, and it's yeah. It means it means a lot to us. Um, you know, we 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 love seeing you guys. It's it's nice to you know it, it was it wasn't hard to come to a first name basis with a lot of people too. Uh, yeah, no, there's there's a lot of camaraderie that 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 comes along with it, and that's really just not only the nature, as you said, with uh, sort of these run clubs and doing these runs. It's you know, as you kind of said, it's the, just the nature of beer in general um is just kind of creating that community fostering that and and just trying to continue that and and for and, and it's the reason why i even you know continue to be in beer is because of that same but uh yeah so it's kind of a lovely thing wow this is kind of a this is I like the most wholesome podcast i feel like also, we've done. also you two guys are gonna end up running on wednesday night I'm sorry. Awesome. The both of you are gonna be running on Wednesday. Um, <laughs> if I wasn't working behind the bar, and if I didn't have a pregnant wife with a toddler at home, you know what? This is called, the second it's excuse called, it's on top of I have bad knees and my knees. Oh no, the knees. Us, Paul. I got bad knees. You can be our bike support. If I <laughs> <laughs> ellipticals. Sure. sure. There's running ellipticals. <laughs> if the if if the bike is actually going somewhere, Josh isn't there. Josh isn't doing it. If it's tra- if it's traveling in a certain direction, stationary, fine. Going somewhere doesn't seem to be your bag. Anyways, Paul, thank you, thank you again so much. Uh, we really appreciate me. you having on, yeah. having you on. And Jeff, listen, roundabout red, <laughs> amber beer, roundabout red. I, he makes he makes a beer. If you if you worked here for for a year full time, uh, you get a beer uh, made in your name. We're like a year late on you. Well, to be fair, when it was my birthday, oh yeah, I no. wasn't full time. Yeah. So, that's that is I understand that. Um, but I've just been concocting ideas of what style I want to try and convince oh, him to you make. Mother. Yeah. No. That what, what? Have you met me? Hey, the coffee, <laughs> the coffee type stout. It's a good way to go. It's one that we made though. I I I want to go with. Go fucking I'm gonna do something weird. No 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 no. Best believe it's gonna be a little smoky. But um, oh! again, thank you, <laughs> thank, thank you again, uh, Paul. Thank you, everyone uh, who does listen to Liquid People. You actually do come in. There are some of you that come in and ask, "What's the next uh, episode going to be?" Uh, honestly, that means a lot uh, that you guys are actually listening. 
all 35, all 42 of you, however many there are of you. Uh, that are actually listening to this podcast. Thank you so much for listening. You can find us on Instagram, on Facebook, Unified Beer Works. I was gonna say, don't be so deaf. Don't don't be so deprecating. Like, uh, maybe like, self deprecating. Yeah, self deprecating. There's there's uh, there's thousands of you out there, and, there. and I, I appreciate the third, the the seventy thousand people <laughs> in our audience <laughs> justifying us having a beer at eleven o'clock on a Wednesday. On a Friday. Thank you to all of you people in. Wait, what country? Usually I get country. Never that mind. Is weird. There, there are a couple, like. There's some international. But all of you people listening on Apple Podcasts, you're doing a great job. Anyways, uh, thank you again so much for listening to us here. Uh, please rate, review, subscribe, all that fun stuff. It helps us out. And uh, yeah, I think that's it. Thank you so much. Thanks, Paul. We'll talk to you all later. Thanks, everybody. Bye.